What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. This is the CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. We are live from Nashville, Tennessee. Um, if you heard the little uh, tiny uh, podcast, the minute-long promo thing I dropped, you realized that we had a technical glitch, but fortunately, Dane Clevin, Super Dane, as I am now calling him, his new nickname, he solved it, and uh, we are set up for the rest of the weekend for podcasting. My apologies to both Ryan Wilson and John Breach for keeping them for an extra hour after the draft to talk about nonsense and chug beer and not actually have it end up as part of the podcast. We are um, getting gaslit by a van in the background, apparently, but we are sitting on a balcony at the Doghouse Saloon in Nashville. Our good friends here are hooking it up, letting us hang out. Ryan. We're recording this on Friday morning. How, do you feel any different? You just did a hit on Canel and Bell. Do you feel any different about winners and losers and the, the first round of the draft than you did on Thursday night? No, I, I feel the same. I, I feel like uh, I'm stuck in Groundhog Day with you because you can't operate <laughs> a mixer properly, so I'm just doing one long 24-hour uh, you know that this podcast. Is, this actually isn't your job. This is this is like an inception type of. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna wake up at any moment. Yeah, this is like a Truman Show hellscape where we're all we're all playing a practical joke on you, or maybe it's on Breach who yeah, keeps having it, to Uber back and forth into the uh, downtown Nashville from Franklin, where he lives. Uh, we got a cool setup here, though. We'll uh, we'll be here all day. I'm gonna do writer than you uh, later on, so make sure and check that out on CBS Sports HQ, and of course. For all your draft needs and draft evaluations, we're going to be doing a pre-game, sh- uh, pre-draft show on CBS Sports HQ, the Pick Six Podcast Rundown. Today it will be uh, myself, Barton Simmons, Jamie Eisenberg, and Brian McFadden. I'll be hosting. That kicks off at, I believe, 5 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Eastern. You can watch it on CBS Sports HQ. Appreciate all you guys coming out and uh, firing up the podcast, firing up the stream. All you podcast listeners, uh, we of course. Cannot thank you enough for doing that. Um, and then you can watch the full draft coverage from uh, 7 p.m. Eastern on until the end of the draft. And I think an hour into uh, the post-draft. Hopefully, you think this is picking up those big trucks in the background? Doesn't matter. It gives us some ambiance, some background noise. We've been sitting here for like, we've been here for an hour and a half. Yeah, you and I got some coffee this morning. We, we chugged some coffee, a, uh, breakfast burritos. Breakfast burrito next door. And then came over here to the Canal and Bell. But like, I don't think I've seen a single big ass truck drive by until immediately when we it's been like eerily quiet until we sat down to it's do this background podcast. is fine relax okay i'm fine i'm a little paranoid about the audio anyway let's dive in to the winners and losers of this draft this will be a short podcast by the way um i'm writing a winners and losers story right now my big winner from this draft and i can't believe i'm saying this another proof that this is a truman show prank being played on everybody dan snyder the Washington yeah, Redskins crazy. owner, he uh, it appeared as if he was going to hijack the Redskins draft, force the front office and the coaching staff, it was just ma- duct tape, you can leave it, into trading up uh, into the top five to draft Dwayne Haskins, who went to his son's high school, or went to high school with his son. Um, it was going to, they are going to mortgage everything in just the future. Just think if you went to high school with Dan Snyder's son, where would you be right now? I'd be the quarterback of the Redskins. I would pay to see that. Um, who would be the, who, where would I... Who would you rather have next year, me, Colt McCoy, or Alex Smith? Alex Smith. Wow. In a wheelchair, playing quarterback. That's cruel. Um, But anyway, so Snyder, they sat back where they were. They waited in the draft, let Dwayne Haskins fall down the board. He lands him at 15. They get the player they want. And then 
utilizing a 2020 second round pick, which by the way could end up being a really good pick, but you know. It will be. It's down, yeah. If it could be a top 40, will almost certainly be a top 40 pick, unless the Redskins are much better than anticipated. Over under 33. <laughs> it's like the Texans when they traded the, uh, the fifth pick and the, like the 35th pick for that Osweiler and Deshaun Watson. Um, but look, it could be a very good pick, easily top 40, but they came back in and they got Montez Sweat, a guy who, after the combine, when he blew it up with his incredible athletic performance, looked like a surefire lock for the top 10 or top 15. Uh, and instead he fell because of a, what, uh, Ian Rappaport of NFL Network has reported as a misdiagnosed heart problem. Either way, there's a heart issue, but he fell down the board. The Redskins swooped him up, and I like Washington and Dan Snyder being patient with their board, waiting until 15, and then trading back later in the first round because it's much cheaper to do that and coming away with what could ultimately be two top ten prospects. Montez Swick could actually be the better of these two players once yeah. all said and done. But when they traded back up, here was my initial thought because we talked about this on the, the original Pick 6 podcast that only the poor people cleaning up the bar at 2 a.m. got to hear. They need help on offense. Yeah. And second, one of the two worst receiving cores in the league. Jordan Reed, the tight end, can't stay healthy. I thought if they were trading up to get DK Metcalf, that would have been a huge home run draft for them. A lot of question marks with DK in terms of how's he going to play at the next level, but we know what he can do at Ole Miss. We know what he did at the combine when he blew it up there. So the question now becomes, and I sort of talked about this on Canel and Bell, if Patrick Mahomes goes to the Browns a few years ago, he ain't Patrick Mahomes. He's just some guy that talks like a turtle. <laughs> so a frog. is a frog. Yeah, a how does turtle. the turtle talk? <laughs> how does the turtle talk? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> w- I mean, this is not a great landing spot in terms of roster makeup for Dwayne Haskins. I love the pick, but I don't know if this is going to make him a better player immediately, especially if they throw him out there. I mean, there's no rush to get him out. There is a rush, but there shouldn't be. Why don't the Redskins have a second-round pick? What am I forgetting about? They just traded it. They traded a 2020 second-round pick. No, oh, that's all they traded for it? We need Breacher. He's the he's the uh, trade guru. Um. Oh. Oh, right, right. They used their number forty six and a twenty right. twenty second round pick. Yeah, yeah. Now the Redskins don't have another pick until the third round. The, it's a deep wide receiver class, yeah. but no one's going to come in and start right away. Maybe I don't know. It, yeah. it depends on who falls. I By the way, DK that. Metcalf's a big loser in the first round. One of them. He not we, the biggest. We thought but. after his. I mean, Montez Sweat and DK Metcalf blew up the combine, and it was yeah. presumed that those guys couldn't fall past fifteen. My latest, late last mock draft, I had him falling out of the first round. So. I did too. Man, we must be talking to the same people. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I mean, I, it is wild though that like, we're like, well, I mean, like, I remember doing an idiot, we did an HQ segment after the combine. We're like, well, clearly DK Metcalf cemented his status as a top 10 pick after that combine workout and he's not in the first round. Rough, rough go for the wide receivers. Only two taken. The over under was two and a half. Under hit. There were two taken. Who? Hollywood and who else? And Kill Harry went Oh, the very last one, right? Yeah, 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 he's yeah, a tight end yeah. in my mind. You're the draft right. guru. I'm just a guy with the podcast mic. Um, <laughs> Hit record. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's right. Use the, you're not very good at your job, Brinson. Um, the, uh, yeah, look, I, I think DK Mech have a big loser. I like the Redskins. Conversely, uh, a team that I didn't like, another loser, the New York Giants. I just don't, I don't get it on any level. I don't know what Dave Gettleman is doing. I feel like kind of, we go on, go on. I, I mean, Daniel Jones, we knew since the Senior Bowl that he liked Daniel Jones. Uh, their comments. That's a Nashville party. There you go. Enjoy that at, at 9.30 in the morning. Uh, they are getting. I mean, what are you doing on a 9.30 on a Friday on a party barge? The name of the party barge is called Ship, S-H-I-P, Faced. Ship Faced. <laughs> so you get on the ship and you get faced. 
But uh, it's a oh, boat wait. on top I just of a saw, truck. I saw Dave Gettleman on the ship face, so that explains everything. <laughs> so Daniel Jones is six. We knew since the Senior Bowl they loved him. He actually said on Thursday night that I saw him uh, throw a few balls at the Senior Bowl. I knew immediately that I was going to fall in love with Daniel Jones. He used the word love. They come back and they get Dexter oh, Lawrence. Oh, 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 let's stick on the Daniel Jones thing. Cause... Let me go through these real quick. Dexter okay. Lawrence and they get up at DeAndre Baker at 30. DeAndre Baker is the best pick they had in the first round. We'll go to Dexter Lawrence in a second. Daniel Jones, what are your expectations for him? Well, Eli Dave Manning Gettleman 2.0. also said following the draft that right. Daniel Jones might sit for three years. What the bleep? And what did what, what was Pat Shermer, What was Pat Shermer's face at that point? I <laughs> mean, Pat Shermer's like look face. He's like, I'm not gonna be here in three years. He's <laughs> like, Daniel will be here in three years. I won't. He's what what do you mean he might sit for three years? You can't take a number six pick overall and let him sit for three years. Have you lost your damn mind? He thinks it's 1984. Additionally, I don't. I have a heart. Look, okay. I don't want to get caught up in the group think Twitter mob that, that Pete Prisker likes to bitch about, but it's really hard for me to figure out a way in which they're like they couldn't have taken Josh Allen at six or just traded Ooh, down yeah. from six and then trade it or like either trade down from six and get Daniel Jones later or take Josh Allen at six and then trade up from 17 and get Daniel Jones in front of the Redskins at 15. Were the, were the Redskins taking Daniel Jones over Dwayne Haskins? I guess there was some conversation about that, but still, let me put it to you this way. If you knew with 100% certainty that Daniel Jones was going to have the exact same career production-wise, not the Super Bowls, but production-wise as Eli Manning, are you taking him in number no. six? I'm not either. Eli Manning's not a number six overall player no. production-wise. I know he won two Super Bowls. That wasn't all him. Yeah. He made some big throws. I get all that. Yeah, yeah. Anybody would take any player, a kicker, a punter, um, uh, uh, a special teams gunner at number six overall if they knew that they would win two Super Bowls with that guy on their roster. Right. But the same draft, I'm taking Philip Rivers number six, I'm taking Big Ben number six. Yes, I'm not taking Eli number maybe six. Maybe J.P. Lossman, I'm not sure on that. I mean, cool. Eli's been, a, we're getting a little, or maybe overboard with the Eli bashing. I think he's an, a replacement level quarterback. Actually, I take that back. I think if you knew you would get Eli's career, yes, you would, I think if you knew you would get Eli's career, I think you would probably take him one in this class. No, no. Do you think Kyler Murray's gonna be better than Eli Manning? No. So you I would think- take, I, here's the thing with Eli Manning. Eli's not Peyton, number one. If his name's Eli Johnson, what are we talking about right now? Eli Smith. That's my line. Yeah, but look, here's the other thing. He's Eli Jones. He's Daniel's brother. Right. It's like, oh, Daniel Jones, he played under David Cutcliffe. And then somebody asked him, he's like, did you watch a lot of the Mannings? So it's like, yeah, we sure did. We watched a lot of the Mannings. He's like, hey, dude, uh, everybody watched a lot of the Mannings. Literally, Peyton Manning was on primetime every single week. And Eli's been on primetime every single week for the past 10 years. Everyone watches the Mannings. Just because you played under David Cutcliffe doesn't mean that you're going to magically be a third Manning brother. I like Daniel Jones. I do not like Daniel Jones at six. I think he's like a second-round pick. Yes. And it's fine. You can take him at 17 if you want. You can take him at six. We'll see how it works out. But I think part of the issue that people have with Dave Gettleman is that he's so arrogant sitting up there as a guy who just won five games. Yeah. And took Saquon Barkley. I also tweeted this out uh, on Thursday after the draft. I said, look, Chinese fans, don't worry about taking Daniel Jones at six. Because if last year Gettleman had taken Darnold at number two, he was taking Josh Josh Jacobs at six anyway, so it would have evened out. <laughs> what would you? I would rather have Sam Darnold and Josh Jacobs 100%. than Saquon Barkley. And well, no Daniel one was Jones. saying that Sam Darnold should have been a second round, third round pick. Uh, look, if ultimately this is going to come down to whether or not Daniel Jones is good. I like Dexter Lawrence. I think he's a really good player. It's it's possible that he's not going to be a three down every three forty. He moves shoot. really well. Yeah, he's a he is a quintessential Dave Gettleman pick. I'll pat myself on the back. I had You've them, had that for a while. I had him taking him in the very first mock I did. I had them taking Dexter Lawrence at 17. Let me ask it you something. It felt like a though. perfect fit the whole time. I never wavered, and they did it. If you're Dave Gettleman, 
Or any GM. Look, look, here's the thing. If they came out of this draft with Josh Allen, Dexter Lawrence, and DeAndre Baker, everybody's writing Giants are winners. Yeah, that's right. I like, like I said, DeAndre Baker liked that pick the best. But here, 17 is where they got Dexter Lawrence. They essentially traded Dexter Lawrence for Odell Beckham and Jabril Peppers. That's a terrible trade. Call the Cleveland Browns and say, we'll give you Dexter Lawrence and Jabril Peppers for Odell Beckham, and they are hanging up the phone. Dev Godwin should call uh, John Dorsey back and say, listen, I'm going to need a little, need you to sweeten the pot. I'm going to need some of those khakis and that hat you wear all the time. And then we're you in. You got any sweatshirts? Yeah, sweatshirts. Dressy sweatshirts. I just think fancy ones. Dave Gettleman, I'm with you. The arrogance thing is a big factor. He hasn't shown an ability to understand how draft value works. And I get it. You stick with your board. That's great if you're picking in the 20s. When you're picking in the top 10, you have to understand that there's va- inherent value in going with a running back. Or you're all hair loss in value going through running back or going with Daniel Jones at six. Man, maybe we're all wrong and the, and the, and the Dolphins are gonna, are gonna take Daniel Jones at 13 and um Well also this, here's what could happen. I mean, who was taking Daniel Jones? That's what I don't get. 11 the Bengals, they weren't taking a quarterback. 13 no. the Dolphins, they weren't taking a quarterback. There was 15 and there was some conversation that the, the Redskins might. The um, Bills weren't, the Broncos weren't taking Broncos Daniel weren't. Jones at 10. The Bengals weren't at 11. The Packers weren't at 12. The Dolphins weren't at 13. The Falcons weren't at 14. Maybe the Redskins were at 15, but they were going to take Haskins over Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is going to be split, there. They were apparently. Daniel Jones is going to be there at 17. If, if, he's your, if he's your guy and you believe he's a quarterback of the future and you believe he's a franchise quarterback, you take him at six. And I, and I respect it and I understand it. I disagree with the evaluation of Daniel Jones as the six overall pick. So, so me, the here's Giants the deal. are a clear loser. They can get an offensive lineman later in the draft. And if this team with Eli and Eli starts the whole year, Dexter's going to make him better, DeAndre's going to make him better. Make it win eight or nine games. Like they legitimately could in that division. Yeah. And then we're not talking about this. But no, then Dave Gettleman's making fun of all Friday of us. Friday morning, it doesn't look like the the best use of resources. Giants fans are melting down. That's that's the other thing. I mean, that's the good news is is I they're not going to the pain is going to be so strong. Like they're going to be so numb, they won't even realize it when they don't win the lottery and don't get Zion Williamson for the Knicks <laughs> in the mock draft. Should sign him and play quarterback. I mean, I, would you would you trade Zion Williamson for Daniel Jones? I yes. would. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, who else is a winner? In, uh, and by the way, the Giants won't pick again until 95th overall, so that's sort of a problem. Who else is a winner uh, in your mind? I mentioned this on the original podcast that no one heard but you. The three AFC North teams that were in the draft in the first round. Steelers trade up for Devin Bush. Ravens get Marquise Hollywood-Brown. Bengals get Jonah Williams. All those te- uh, moves helps those teams immediately. The Steelers gave up a second-round pick next year. A second round no, th- they gave up. Uh, so they got twenty. They, they got they got tenth overall, and they gave up twentieth overall, fifty second overall. Their second round pick, and then, next and then third. a third round pick in twenty twenty. That's that's expensive, but it, and I they had ten picks. They were have to. No, use no them but anyway. it's the cost of doing business. If you want to go from twenty to ten and get that linebacker, you got to do it. Yep. Last time they traded up was two thousand six for San Antonio Holmes. Three years before that, Troy Polamalu. Those worked out. Marquise Hollywood Brown gives them an immediate deep threat. I don't know if Lamar Jackson gives can throw the, the Ravens. The Ravens. Yeah, I don't know yeah, if he yeah. can throw the ball. Lamar Jackson. Hilarious that he's now playing against Antonio Brown's. Antonio Brown tweeted out his cousin before the game. Where do you think my cousin's going to go? Antonio burns down the all the bridges. Did you on the ask way out of Marquise Pittsburgh. Brown where he was going to go on the red carpet? I said, Marquise, where are you going to go? Because your cousin just tweeted this. He goes, Where do you think I'm going to go? I said, Very high. Thank you for making me decide <laughs> yeah. where you're going to go. I also asked him if he was faster than Kyler Murray. He's eating to hesitate. He said, Yeah. Come on, man. But um, so I think it gives him that deep threat. And not only if he's just running sprints all day, you still have to defend against that. Makes things even more dangerous for them in the running game. Jonah Williams, I talked to as well on the red carpet. He says, I'm a tackle. There was some conversation about people kicking him inside because of short arms. He is going to be a tackle, right tackle for the uh, Bengals. Start immediately, I would imagine. Bobby Hart, they signed in the offseason. He's doo-doo. 
So, yeah. hey, look, if you're protecting Andy Dalton, that's the best way to do it. And then maybe he can sort of have a resurgence under Zach Taylor or Zach Galifianakis, as you like to call him. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I think that doing going that route for the Bengals and saying, look, I mean, look, again, I mean, so much of this is is predicated on what we think before the draft about certain players. Yep. So, like, if we don't like Daniel Jones and the Giants take him six. We're angry. Yeah. And we do like Dwayne Haskins, although I got to say that his, like, my, like, he was laughing at the Giants taking Daniel Jones at six. He charged 50 bucks for people to come to his draft party. Little, little, little to do without that. Little turned off on, yeah. by all that. But um, Oh, by one, one more thing quickly. Three years ago, 2016 draft, the, the Bengals picked right before the Steelers in the first round, and they took William Jackson, the, the cornerback who the Steelers desperately wanted. Steelers settled for already Burns. He's, you think the Bengals wanted uh, Devin Bush? They wanted Devin Bush. The Steelers said, forget this, the leapfrog right in front of him. Cost him a lot, as you point out. But they got Devin Bush, and he's an immediate starter. His godfather, by the way, Derek Brooks. Pretty good player. Derek Brooks, by the way, played for Mike Tomlin when Tomlin was defense coordinator in Tampa oh, Bay. Oh, that's right. So there's a the connection there. I forgot Tomlin won a Super Bowl at Tampa Bay and John Gruden. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, of course, John Gruden drafted Josh Jacobs, who was on the red carpet with you. Uh, the um, Didn't talk to him. People who – Josh Jacobs wasn't there? Hey, I didn't talk to him. Okay. People who didn't hear the original podcast won't realize that Ryan mentioned being on the red carpet 74 well, times. Well, let me tell my story quickly about my most memorable moment from the red carpet. Uh, so Nick Bosa was there looking sharp as ever. And what happens on the red carpet is all the players walk by all 23 of them and <laughs> they have handlers. The handlers have cards with their names on it and you can wave down the handlers and sort of speak to them like you were at the Oscars or something. They get a quick interview. So I talked to a lot of players that way, talked to Davo Sweeney that way. And I see Nick Bosa doing some interviews and I thought, I saw what I thought was his handler and she was holding a card that said Joey Badass. And I've been calling Nick Bosa Joey Bosa for months. So I was like, oh, maybe he's trying to be funny. This is Joey Bosa, who I thought was Nick Bosa. Let me flag down so Joey Badass. So your thought is Nick Bosa wrote, told him to write Joey Badass on a, on a this card. This is like at the very end of the thing. I was like worn out. I was like seeing yeah. stars. I was like, yeah, let me get Joey Badass. It's like two in the afternoon. <laughs> two in the afternoon. And I should have known something was wrong when when the handler was so excited to see someone waving down Joey Badass. <laughs> I like, oh, that's weird. So Joey Badass comes over. Joey Badass, it turns out, is a hip-hop couldn't look less like Nick Hip-hop Bosa. Artist. He's probably six one, probably one thirty five. He's a six one African American man with dreads. Yeah. Nick Bosa, six one, squatty Midwestern white guy. The best thing, California. One of the guy. best things is that Junior, the producer, is with me. He's shooting the video. He's got the headphones on. I have the the, the mic in my hand, and I see Joey Badass walk over, and I say into the mic I, to Junior, I said, uh, I don't know who this is. <laughs> and I could hear Junior laughing behind me. So then you have a moment where two guys are standing face-to-face, not knowing what they're doing there. I said, so what brings you to Nashville? Joy Badass is there promoting his album, it turns out. He knows nothing about football. I said, <laughs> you couldn't have, if, if that dude had walked up and he hadn't had a name card, he could have given you 900 guesses as to who he is, oh, and you wouldn't have come close to it. I'd still be there. Yeah, you'd be like, Josh Jacobs? I, no, he wasn't Josh Jacobs. I said, do you, uh, so what do you, what do you think about this draft? He goes, uh, Kyler Murray's going to go number one. Anything else? Nah, I just like football. Was that the end of the interview? No, I said. So, uh, who's your favorite team? Because I'm struggling at this point for anything. He goes. Uh, and then what you're freaking out to? You're sort of like you know, right? Yeah, Everything's yeah, slowing down. Yeah, it's like, and you're like, and he's realizing it. You're yeah, realizing he's it. He's like, this guy's a clown. Yeah. So I said, uh, who's your favorite team? He goes, New York. I go, okay, which one? Nah, I'm from New York. I like all the teams. <laughs> I like. Is there anything else you want to say? And he just promoted his album. Thank God he got something out of it. 
I, I felt terrible. But, yeah, uh, thank you, Mr. Badass. And Men, by the way, uh, pro tip, Joey Badass is not Nick or Joey Bosa. That's right. Good call. Um, the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers, I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe, the Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing, learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com, call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. What did we... Uh... Did we not talk about the Cardinals? We haven't talked about the Cardinals yet. Oh, yeah. We talked about That's so much to talk about. I feel like every – so for the Cardinals took Kyler Murray at one. And then that was sort of obscured very quickly because we knew that was coming by the by the Raiders taking Cleveland yeah. Farrell at four. And then that was obliterated, like, out of the water by the, the Giants taking Daniel Jones at six. And then everything after that was just sort of like a blurry haze of weird picks. And You know so, the best thing that happened to Steve Kime? Daniel Jones? Close. Dave Gettleman. Dave Gettleman, yeah. Because Steve, Steve Kime is getting no be crap. Because Gettleman's a psychopath. Um, but, yeah, Steve Kime. I, look, Josh Rose is a big loser in all this right for right oh. now. One night in, Josh Rose is a huge loser because the Cardinals gave up on him after basically le- one year. When he struggled. One year and no help. No help. He had no protection around him. No protection in front of him. No help around him. He had an, a- an ancient Larry Fitzgerald. That team was so bad they couldn't even use David Johnson properly. Yeah, they didn't use David Johnson. Terrible offense. I, I think that Cliff King, I mean Cliff Kingsbury and, and Kyler Murray are going to be much better than Josh Rosen and Steve Wilkes because obviously but we don't know that Josh Rosen and Cliff Kingsbury wouldn't be better. Exactly, that's the problem. I think they could have stood pat and gone with Josh Rosen and taken Quentin Williams or Nick Bosa, and they would have had a much better team in 2019. I get it. If if you if you if you do the evaluation, you believe Kyler Murray is the guy, then you go with Kyler Murray, and, I, and you you do it. But what does it say about your ability to evaluate yes. that you took Josh Rosen in the first right. place and then bailed on him after one year? It is it is a lot like the Gettleman plan. What the, what the Cardinals are doing, and for Rosen, this is a disaster. I would say the one silver lining here, Ryan, is that the because the Giants took. Daniel Jones, because the Redskins took Dwayne Haskins, because Miami seems intent on just rolling with Ryan Fitzpatrick, the only quarterback market for Josh Rosen is going to be somewhere backing up someone like Phillip Rivers or Tom Brady. With it like could be, in yeah. a sense, a Mason Rudolph situation. We thought he was going to be a first-round pick at some point last year, fell to the third, Steelers got him because Roethlisberger threatened to retire. 
and now he's not playing, but he's in a situation where if they need him, it's not a team that's a complete dude. Right, but, show. but it's going to be a team with an aging quarterback who who's looking to get a young guy. Well, let me in throw there. these these teams have all have top fifteen picks in the second round. They'll be the, among okay. the first fifteen teams to pick, and. You can take either Josh Rosen or Drew Locke, another loser. Well, look, for, nobody's giving up a second-round pick for Josh Rosen. I don't know why not. He's the best quarterback in this draft Because the Cardinals have no leverage. Well, just let's go through the list. Okay, anyway. all right. All right. Humor me. The first team that's going to pick in the second round among these teams that, have, that potentially need quarterbacks, the Jaguars. Nah, they need too much help. Nick Foles is a long-term answer. Just circle back next year? Yeah, figure it out later. Drew Locke can throw the ball 400 miles. Josh Rosen's high, a better prospect. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's an interesting fit. Because Bruce Arians loves guys who chuck it. I think, but I think the problem with both the Buccaneers and the Jaguars, I, I like the fit with both of them. If they were, if they had the long-term evaluation in mind, I think they both are so desperate to win this year for job security that they want to get a player in the second round who can help them yep. on specific positions. And the Jaguars need a right tackle. They didn't yep, take, exactly. They, they and there's, the, there's, is Cody Ford still out there? Cody Ford's out there. Juwan Taylor has a knee that's a been back injury. I don't know. Maybe both. I'm not sure. Jawan I knew Taylor's a huge loser in this, by the way. Yeah, I talked to him on the red carpet. <laughs> he had no idea. He was beaming. Extremely he thinks excited. he's going top ten. He, he should. That's the problem with these mock drafts, man. But I think the issue there is that the media didn't know about the medical. Right, but that's, because that's he is the problem top, with the mock drafts. It's right, like, literally, and like I mean, like I didn't know. I mean, none of us did. We had Jawan Taylor going top ten. I don't know if he knew, to be honest with you, given the the, the way he was. he might have known the teams had him marked off the list, but his demeanor and, was right and. and Let's point out too that like these offensive linemen are falling down the board anyway. Yeah, the first offensive lineman was Jonah Williams at eleven. The over under on top ten on defensive picks in the top ten was six and a half. So you mentioned uh, Cody Ford. Yep. Dalton Reiser hasn't gone yet. Yannick Jones hasn't gone yet. Titus Howard out of Alabama State went. That cost people a surprise. Caleb McGarry out of Washington went. That cost people a surprise, myself included. So continuing down the list, um, they didn't do it in the first round. Denver Broncos. Broncos could be Drew Locke's spot or Josh Rosen. It makes sense, but the thing about Josh Rosen versus Drew Locke is like, it's a stupid psychological thing. But if you trade for Josh Rosen, it's almost like you're adopting uh, like a puppy from the shelter versus buying a new dog. Yeah, but I feel like it, you should feel more threatened to show Flacco if you trade for someone instead of draft someone. Because trade is like right now draft. No, I don't think so. I feel like you're like, hey, listen, the Cardinals got to get rid of this guy, Joe. We're bringing him in to work with you. The tenth overall pick. Don't worry about that part. No, I, I don't think anybody looks at him that way. I think they look at him as damaged goods. I'm telling you, he's like in a, he's like in a, he's like a, 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 a puppy who was found on the side of the highway, taken to a shelter, and then somebody adopted now him. Now he has three legs? Yeah, he's a three, yeah, three leg dog. Okay, after that, the Packers. Love it. Why wouldn't you take Josh Rosen? Well, Trade, he's, he's combustible like Aaron Rodgers, so it'd perfect. Be, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers would be great. They'll be great together. Fantastic. What if mentor. they trade for Josh Rosen and draft Drew Locke? <laughs> there was some chatter they would draft Drew Locke in the first round. Drew Locke is the most overhyped prospect on the planet. I talked to Drew Locke yesterday. On the, was Drew Locke, do you think Drew Locke's surprised he's not drafted? I think so. He's like a, he seems like a genuinely good person because at this point in the proceeding, you've been doing this since January. People in your face asking you stupid questions, poking and prodding you, walking in front of people with no clothes on so they can see what you look like. And he couldn't have been. He's like, look, man, I'm ready to get past this. I'm ready to play football. There's another party barge. These things are all over yeah, the place. Yeah, we're in Nashville. It's Friday morning. That one's not shipwrecked, though. I can't see that one. Or ship face, sorry. Ship face. Yeah. That's Steve Kime on this one. Got him yeah. ahead. He's two miles ahead. Keep going. But, yeah, no, Drew, Drew Locke, I think he was surprised. I, I was. I had him falling out of the – no, I had him going in the first round. I had him going 
the Broncos trading up to 32 to get him. Didn't happen. We'll see if it happens. And finally, the Dolphins, they stand, stood pat in the first round, got Christian Wilkins, who's a fantastic player. Uh, Josh Rosen and or Drew Locke in round two. I say no. I think I think they want to keep riding with what they got and don't want to. What's what they got? They, they don't care about it. They're trying to get defensively. You keep saying that, but Brian Flores isn't accepting a job and, and being like, all right, I'm going to win two games. I think this Let's is go out like, and do I it. I think this is going to be a lot like Sean McDermott's first year with the Buffalo Bills. They're going to surprise some people and go like. Wait, they win the playoffs in the second year? First year. You think the Dolphins are going to the playoffs? No. But I think the Dolphins will be better than people think. I think they're going to win one game, so I hope they're better than that. They won't win one game. They'll win like five or six. I just can't imagine why Brian Flores is signing like, for that. You don't have to get a quarterback. You don't have to take a quarterback because one third is round if That's there. why the Dolphins are winners in this in in this whole thing because they didn't panic and take Dwayne Haskins at thirteen. Christian Wilkins was their top guy. Yeah, they wanted a defensive leader. That dude graduated in two and a half years from Clemson. Two and a half years. No, That's he's insane. by all accounts a great person. He's um, Doctor Wilkins. When I was talking to Dabo Sweeney on the red carpet. <laughs> Christian Wilkins came up, and they hugged, and then Christian Wilkins did a little dance. Christian Wilkins also almost, like, single-handedly saved America by killing Roger Goodell. That was amazing. Yeah. I think Roger Goodell saw his life. Roger Goodell said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, dude, Christian Wilkins just in the Christian Wilkins can also do a split. I don't know if you've seen him do that. Yeah, he's, he's incredibly athletic. He's incredibly productive. Locker room leader. He's exactly what the Dolphins need. They're trying to rebuild a broken, middling franchise and get them – into the promised land, and they're doing it in a Patriots-style way. Christian yeah, Wilkins is a perfect, perfect draft pick, and I think the Dolphins come back and take somebody in the second round that is not a quarterback. Now, look, They need a right tackle in the worst way. Exactly. They need players. They don't need a quarterback who's going to stick next year. Well, they do year. need a quarterback. Well, they do, but they don't – I mean, like, they, they got fat Ryan Fitzpatrick. They don't need another quarterback who's going to be terrible. When is their next pick in the – do they it's have in a the second It's in the middle of the second round. Mm, yeah, 48th overall. See, I think you're looking at – the 16th overall pick in the second round. There's so many good players still out there. There'll be a ton of good players. So but don't I, take a quarterback. That's fine. They don't have to, but they need one. All right. I mean, the Who, Steelers, uh, the Steelers like Mason Rudolph, they had a quarterback, but. Well, that was a stupid pick. Then in retrospect, that's Big Ben's fault, but yeah. It actually destroyed their locker room. Uh, I would say Matt Ryan is also a big winner. The oh, Falcons God, yeah. surprised some people. I surprised me. I thought they would go defense because their defense is bad last year, they believe. Just as we're talking, the Dolphins could be in the mix for Josh Rosen. I said that would be a good move. Don't give up your second-round pick. Give up a third pick, third-round pick. All right, we'll see. All right, yeah. go ahead with the, the Falcons. Um, I don't think – yeah, Miami – look, Miami, give up – draft draft an edge rusher or a cornerback or a right tackle in the yeah. third round or second round and then take Josh Rosen with a third-round pick, and you've had a hell of a day, a hell of a two days. I don't understand why he would only get a third-round pick, but go ahead. Because there's no one left to trade for I understand, for but he's a good player. They literally murdered their leverage by taking Kyler Murray, and Steve Kime apparently didn't take calls from teams until 8 p.m., yeah. When he was on the draft. What the F? Maybe they're thinking about moving Josh Rosen to quarter, uh, like wide receiver or something. It's insane. Uh, Matt Ryan, a big winner of the Falcons draft. Chris Lindstrom at 14 out of Boston College. Surprisingly high for him, but no one really flinched. I had him so, going uh, 18 or 19, oh, I think. Yeah, okay. He yeah. really rose late in terms of the mock draft boards. Uh, plug and play at right guard. And then they came back up and traded. Fairly expensive trade. They gave it number 79 overall, uh, as well as 45 to move to 31 with the Rams. But they came up and got Caleb McGarry, who is ostensibly going to be their right tackle when the season starts. So Matt Ryan has a whole new right side of the offensive line. If those two picks hit, this offense could be outstanding. Yeah, Caleb McGarry is sort of – most people thought he was a second-round pick. I, that's sort of the impression I, I had when I when I watched him. Uh, he plays with an edge. He's an angry guy. And, like, that's you know, he's not soft at all. There'll never be uh, sort of a complaint about him. Um, he moves pretty well for a big guy, but it's just some sort of te- footwork things he has to clean up. But clearly, the I mean, the Falcons did more homework than I did, so – 
they're comfortable with them, all the better for Matt Ryan. Um, there could be fireworks tonight, according to Ian Rappaport. If the Cardinals go cornerback at 33, the Colts should be able to get a ton at 34 in a trade. A lot of top O-linemen on the board, including Jawan Taylor, Cody Ford, and Greg Little. So that's spicy. Um, while the Giants are planning to have Daniel Jones give up Eli Manning, or Daniel Jones back up Eli Manning, the Redskins will give Dwayne Haskins the chance to compete for the starting job right away. Yeah, that's I'm what getting, I'm getting DMs. Uh, Mike Sandberg says, where the hell is the Pick 6 podcast? We're recording it right now, Mike. Yeah. Um, Blaine Brinson. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I think Matt Ryan's a big winner there just because he gets protection, even if Caleb McGarry's not the ideal fit immediately. I'll tell you who another big winner is, Dabo Sweeney. Three, <coughs> excuse me, three Clemson defensive linemen picked in the first I thought you were going to say because I talked to him yeah, on the red carpet. Dabo, I mean, HGH, LGH, CGH, who the hell knows what it was in their Diet Coke. I don't know how they got suspended. I just know the first round picks. Is that what he said? Nobody will ask him about the drugs that these guys are suspended for. It's this rare Chinese. It's an illegal drug. That it's it's illegal in like Korea, and they and they, it's in their system. It's like I don't know. Guess and, what? The same Korea. Yeah, but no, but it's, it's definitely illegal here, dude. And the, they asked him. They asked everybody. He's like, I, yeah, I, I don't. It could be a Diet Coke. It could be in the protein water. Like, who knows how this stuff gets into their system? It's like, uh, no. So I asked Dabo not about that. Asked him about the, the the fantastic defensive line. He thinks that twelve Clemson kids get drafted this week. Twelve in the, all the rounds because they have so many guys on defense. He's, uh, Hunter he's Renfro, pro- we haven't even talked about. He's got a better program than Saban. It's unbelievable. No, well, clearly, yeah, it's unbelievable. I asked him this as well. I said, "Is uh, and they got Trevor Lawrence? Is Trevor Lawrence the best quarterback in, in this- college football? You know what he said? I wouldn't trade him. <laughs> I so. wouldn't. I, did you get? Do we have audio of that? Yeah, Junior has it. Junior. Do we have audio of Dabo Sweeney? Can we get? Can we cut the clip of Dabo Sweeney saying, "I wouldn't trade him"? The Clemson, the Clemson coach. Can we? Can we cut that and, and post it on? Like, is, that, is that doable? Okay, awesome. I, will, I mean, that'll go. I wouldn't trade him. I'll tell you this much: I wouldn't trade him. <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry. Any? Uh, I would say another one more winner: Garrett Bradbury. Naturally, your guy. NC State center lands in Minnesota. Uh, Pat Elfline will shift over to guard, whereas you've pointed out in the draft show, he's much more comfortable. That's what he admitted to doing, yeah. And Makes Garrett sense. Bradbury, 80, 87%, according to Sports Info Solutions, of the plays he ran were zone blocking. That's just what NC Perfect. State did. Gary Kubiak now with the Vikings as an offensive consultant. Dalvin Cook, a big winner. <laughs> Dalvin Cook, a huge winner. Kirk Cousins is a huge winner. Yeah. Garrett Bradbury is going to make that offensive line immediately better because of his ability to play out of the box in a, in a zone blocking system. I've already locked it in. Chargers over Vikings in the Super Bowl. Yeah, Chargers isn't a surprise. Vikings is a bit much. Uh, two more things uh, I want to throw at you. Number eight, I actually love the pick. Hawkinson, TJ, went to yeah. Detroit. Yeah, John Never- Breach bashed that on the original podcast. We don't know what the hell he's thinking. Right, he wasn't happy. This is because they have drafted a lot of three tight ends the last ten years. Fair enough, I get that in the first round. And then number twenty, no. That is fan. a weird thing to keep missing on. Eric Ebron and Brandon Pettigrew yeah. in the last number 10 twenty. Years. The, the Broncos when they traded back, they got no fan. Hawkins' teammate. Yeah. Uh, I talked to no fan on Rick Harbit. Naturally. And I asked him, and I want to get your, who has more catches next year? And this was before the draft, obviously, so they didn't know where they were going to go. TJ Hawkinson for the Lions and Matt Stafford? Or Noah Fant with Joe Flacco? I love tight ends. I think it's and the Broncos. I think you're right. He'll, he'll line up. He's not going to be an inline blocker as much. He's, a, he's more of an Evan Ingram type. Yeah. Pass catching, not a blocker. He's going to be, you know. 
Emmanuel and Joe Flacco loves Emmanuel tight Sanders end. has been banged up. Cortland Sutton and Deshaun Hamilton are young. No offense, young too, but I mean, he can step in and be an impact guy in that offense right away. Uh, I think the Lions are going to run a lot, run the ball a lot. Great, great idea taking Hawkinson then. I mean, they got Jesse James and TJ Hawkinson as like inline blockers. They're just going to that would be really stupid if that's what they're doing. That's Jim what they're going to do. OC anymore? Is he? No. Uh-uh. Who is? Do we know? I, can't I was remember. hoping you wouldn't ask me. Oh, okay. um, it's uh, Steve Bob Cooter. Steve Jim Bob Cooter. Bob's. He's Dabo Sweeney. <laughs> Dabo Sweeney. I wouldn't trade him. I wonder if people find that amusing. Um, I'm trying to load up Detroit's. That's fine. Oh, it's Daryl Bevel. <laughs> they're running the hell out of oh, the ball. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah okay. they're going to pound the ball. All yeah, right. they're getting two offensive. Yeah, and they're top. Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones. This offense is not that bad. No. Yeah, Jesse Matthew James, T.J. Hawkinson, Matthew Stafford, on Johnson, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones. I, I know I just picked the Vikings to win the Super Bowl. You want to the Lions The Lions now? can win the division. Oh, Jesus all right. Well, I hope someone remembers this because I would imagine you're going to change between. I kind of like times. what the Lions are doing. Okay. Well, yeah, good. I said it. Um, Matt Patricia is your guy. All right, Ryan. We're heading into. Oh, by the way, now. quickly, uh, I want to mention. I forgot to mention this on, on yesterday's podcast. When I was uh, flying here, I had to uh, change planes in Philly. Someone got in our plane from Philly to Nashville wearing a Roger Goodell clown shirt. A Roger Goodell clown shirt? Yeah. Really? The, was it Matt? Was it the, Matt Patricia? <laughs> That's what made me think of it. Matt Patricia sporting that on the on the airplane. Uh, home from the all right, run me through. This is we're should be like a thirty-five minute pod. Run me through the best available guys for round two and three. All right, we talked about Drew Locke, so we'll see where he ends up. AJ Brown, who a lot of people like better than DK yeah. Metcalf at Cor- Ole Miss. Cornerback. Wide receiver and offensive line appear to be in safety. And safety. Appear right. to be the really deep positions right Basically now. Basically every position but quarterback. <laughs> so AJ Brown is a stud. He's like Juju Smith Schuster. He's a big, big slot, quote unquote. Uh, the other wide receiver, Keem Butler at Iowa State, I love a lot. Yeah. But he may be third. There, teams are mixed on him. Like some are talking about him at the bottom of the first round. Some are talking about him at the third. He's 6'5, ran a 4'4 four, four and change. You and I like Kelvin Harmon as well. Kelvin Harmon's the guy that I really like, but I think not, not as many people are as high on him as we are. Uh, the safety is Chauncey Gardner-Johnson out of Florida. The uh, Raiders took Jonathan Abram, who's more of a closer to the line scrimmage guy. Gardner-Johnson can play in the slot. He can cover guys. Nasir Adderley can do the same out of Delaware. Greedy Williams hasn't gone. The cornerback at LSU. Byron, uh, Byron um, Murphy out of Washington, Murphy out of Washington yep. hasn't gone. And then you mentioned the offensive, offensive uh, lineman. Cody Ford out of Oklahoma. Juwan Taylor with the uh, reported knee has him falling a little bit out of Florida. Dalton Reisner out of uh, Kansas State can play tackle, guard, and probably even center. Uh, and then cornerback, Rocky Asin is a big yep. name. Oh, wide receiver also, Paris Campbell, four three one forty. I, I I predicted that he might be the first wide receiver on the board. I think we see some running backs, too. Uh, one more name to look out for. I'm going to say he goes in the second round, too, Andy Isabella. Oh, yeah. J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. Uh, another He's guy that, that has got – there's a ton of – see, this is where – and this is sort of why you see these wide receivers not go. And I think you have to – in fact, I think what's interesting here, the Patriots have the 32nd pick. And take Inkeel Harry. Clearly the top wide receiver on their board. Marquise Hollywood Brown already went, of course. It was uh, actually the fourth highest on their board. They're just mixing things up. They just didn't want to mess with them, yeah. But I think when you look at the Patriots, they have a ton of picks. But their first pick in the second round isn't until number 56. Yeah. Uh, one that they got in a trade with uh, the Chicago Bears. They have five more picks before the end of the third round. Right, right. But I, I would venture a guess, based on Bill Belichick's history of being really smart, that... <laughs> There is a big run on wide receivers between 32 and 56. I think yeah. I think we see five wide receivers taken in the first part of the second round because the, 
there's none were taking the first. People knew they could get in the second round That's and take right. wide receivers. The Patriots probably knew that too. That's why they stood pat at 32. Take your wide receiver you want and not worry about getting burnt. On and 56. also, if there's a run on wide receivers, they'll get the tight end they want later in the second round. 56, number 56 overall could very easily be Jay Sternberger. Irv Smith Jr., if he's there, Jay Sternberger, that's right. And, um, so. Riley Ridley still out there from Georgia? This is a loaded receiver. Ridley ran class. really slow 40 time. There's questions about, he didn't run a lot of routes at, at Georgia because it's sort of a run heavy offense. Great hands. He has like 10 and a half, he has like Russell Wilson size hands. He's a good route runner. But he did run very, very good Russell Wilson-sized hands. You know, uh, the his, running, the running backs. One more thing, his teammate, McCole Hardman, is, reminds you a little bit of Paris Hilton slash Andy Isabella. He's a small slasher guy. He ran like 4-4, four, four, maybe faster than that. And uh, But, again, he didn't get a lot of looks. But you put him in the slot, he is absolutely dynamic. So that's I'm a, just going to stare at you until you realize you said Paris Hilton. Oh again, that's the third Paris, time. Yeah. Paris Campbell. Um, you I should start just, saying Campbell Hilton. Yeah, it's yeah, like you but, and Braun and Brandon. McCole Hardman and then um, – uh, also Paris at Ohio State, State is uh, Terry is McLaurin. Terry McLaurin, yep. There's a ton of wide receivers out there. I think we see a big wide receiver run to start the second round, as well as some cornerbacks coming off the board. And running back. DK Metcalf. Oh, good DK Metcalf. Running backs, look out for Miles, Miles Sanders out of Penn State. Backed up Saquon Barkley. Daryl Henderson. Daryl Henderson. Uh, average eight and something change yards per carry at Memphis. Yep. And then uh, David, David Montgomery. Montgomery out of Iowa State. David Montgomery out of Iowa State, I like a lot. That was Roger waving at me, sorry. Who'd you give him? Roger Bell. Huh. My man. Roger Bell is the man. Uh, all right, you're the man, Ryan Wilson. And we're done you with this man. podcast. We'll be back on Saturday morning when we wrap up Friday night's festivities. And then we'll come back on uh, Sunday with a full recap pod. And I guess we'll slap something together Monday for you <laughs> as well. My wife loves me. Thanks for listening, everybody. Talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.